0: Welcome to the Sportscast, March 12th, 2019. If you haven't yet, please subscribe in all our channels YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, and iTunes. And if you're in iTunes, please leave a rating and a review. It will help us out tremendously. And for the latest news on sports, go to the sportscast.net. Again, the sportscast.net for all the information. Follow us on Twitter. Free agency is underway. The Baltimore Ravens' defensive exodus continue with linebacker Zamaris Smith agreeing to a deal with the Green Bay Packers. That's our latest on the free agency. And to join us to talk to us about free agency, Mr. Ty Turner. Welcome back to the sportscast. What's up, dude? Ty Turner, this week is a pretty free agency, a lot of big names. Um, we'll start with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they just signed. Yep. Uh uh so, Mary Smith from the from the Baltimore Ravens and they got Adrian Amos from the Bears. What are the Packers trying to do here?
1: And they just signed they actually Preston Smith from the Redskins, they just signed to another edge guy. They've signed two edge guys and a safety. Um, well they, they needed another safety. Uh they're a little weak at that position. Um they have Tremont Williams, they have Josh Jones, but they definitely needed to get another safety. Uh, I was thinking they're maybe going to go that way in the draft, possibly at the end of the first round. I would kind of like, kind of have Taylor Rapp from Washington as a possibility, but I think maybe by addressing free agency, uh, maybe they're not planning on drafting a guy from in, in the safety position in the first couple rounds. So that's where you go there. Now the edge guys, they need edge guys. They don't really play Matthews, battles injuries. I just don't think he's as productive as he used to be. Um, they have Kyle Fackle too, who's pretty good. Um, but uh, they need edge guys, so uh, they, that was something that I was I was pretty adamant they were going to address in the first round. I still think they will. It is interesting that they signed two. They signed that, uh, Odarius Smith from uh, the Ravens and Preston. No, Odarius. Say his name wrong, right? Well, the, Ladarius, no, no, yeah, uh, you're
0: right. It is the Darius Smith?
1: Oh, say the Darius Smith and yeah. it's uh, and Preston Smith, correct? So, so they're signed two two Smiths, um, <laughs> both edge guys. One from the Redskins, the other from the Ravens. Uh, Smith, uh, Ladarius Smith, had his best season last year at the Ravens. Actually, I think he had eight and a half sacks. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I think uh, is they're addressing that position. That's where I believe they are going with the twelfth pick. I do wonder a little now. Maybe they're planning on because they brought in two pretty good edge guys, guys that started and were produ- have been productive. Um, I mean, possibly moving on from Matthews. And maybe that's not going to be their 12th pick. I don't know. Maybe they just are dra- going to draft whoever the highest player on their board is overall. Maybe it's an offensive lineman. Maybe it's a wide receiver. Uh, that that'd be, Maybe a tight end. Those are the other three positions that I could see them drafting in the first round. So, Kind of Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what the Packers do because we have the, the number – we're going off memory, but I believe we have the number 12 pick, the number 30 pick, the number 44 pick, and I think it's 74. So we have four picks in the top 80. So we have a very good draft, and we want to definitely take advantage of that. So I, I'm curious to which way they go with the, with the picks.
0: There's also rumors, according to the Packers Wire, that they're interested in Cordell Patterson from the Patriots. Will you take him? Really? Yeah, that's rumors.
1: He did good things with the Patriots. He's a great returner. I don't love him as a wide receiver. Running back, we know... With. I'd rather them bring in, like, another kind of true running back. I heard they are maybe possibly interested in Mark Ingram. That could make sense as a backup option. I don't, I don't like that. No, not really. I want a wide receiver. If we're going to go wide receiver, I want to get some wide receivers. And I just don't know who they're going after in free agency. So it makes me think maybe two of their top – so they get, like I said, they have four picks in the top 80 for a second – two in the first round – one in the second, one in the third. I got a feeling maybe they're going to draft two wide receivers within that range because it's a good wide receiver draft. It is. Maybe like a Marque maybe a Marquis Brown at the end of the first round or, or be dead with a second round pick. Maybe Paris Campbell. Uh, maybe Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. Uh, I could maybe Hakeem Butler. I'm really leaning towards, Maybe drafting two wide receivers in that late first round, second round, maybe even that third round pick. That's what I think, but we'll see.
0: Let me. Re- I think
1: they have yeah. to take. I think they have to take with the number twelve pick an edge rusher. It's such a good draft for edge rushers. You know, you have Montez Sweat, you have Josh Allen, you have Brian Burns, you have Celine Farrell. I, I think you have to take one of those guys at number twelve. In my opinion, but we'll see. We'll see what they go.
0: We'll see what happens. I'll read you the free agency news, and if you want to stop me to comment, then you can you can do that. Okay. Got it. Houston yep. Texans signed to Gibson. Patriots. Uh, no, I'm gonna skip that one. Uh, Suggs gets a one year deal from the Cardinals. Uh, the Vikings. ex Vikings. Uh, defensive tackle. Richardson is going to the Browns. X Raven Mosley is going to the to the Jets for eighty five million dollars. That's going to strengthen their defense. Uh, James, right tackle, Hawan uh, J- 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 James is going to Denver for, for fifty two million dollars. Quarterback McCown is to take time before deciding on two thousand nineteen. Uh, Los Angeles Rams franchise safety LaMarcus Joyner will be, uh, will be joining okay. the Raiders.
1: Uh, Luke McCown or, or Josh?
0: Uh, is LaMarcus Joyner?
1: No, McCown. Oh, McC- I'm McCown. oh yeah.
0: McCown, uh Which will one? take more Luke? time Luke before deciding Luke? if he wants to play in 2019. He said it in a statement released by his agent on Monday night, McCown 39 has been contemplating retirement and will become a free agent this week.
1: Oh, so, um, uh, just so, um, just for your information, Josh McCowan and Luke McCowan, uh, uh, were, were my uncle was their high school coach. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, man, it's about the oldest one. Luke was, Luke was the second one. He went to Sam Houston State. No, sorry. Josh was the second one. He went to Sam Houston State. Uh, Luke played for Louisiana Tech. Randy Randy, Randy was, yeah. yep, he, he, he went to Texas out. Wow, And actually, he was the best high school player. But he, he ended up, you know, he got, he got kind of political at Texas A&M. I, I think he ended up kind of having to share with another guy. And he actually never played in the NFL. And mm-hmm. uh, Josh and Luke were, were not near the high school quarterback that, uh, that Randy was. But they ended up going to uh, you know, small small Division One, and they ended up becoming uh, All-Americans there. And they ended up both playing in the NFL. And Josh McCowan's obviously been a very productive NFL quarterback. Should for the Josh Cardinals retire? For the Bears.
0: Or should he wait on for, for an offer?
1: Well, he, re- he retired before, you know. Before he, 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 he retired months before and was out coaching in North Carolina. So he came back once from retirement. And is Luke retired? I don't even know. Is Luke McCowan retired?
0: Let me double check on you. Luke McCowan, he is a former. Yes, he's retired. He played for the Louisiana Tech University Bulldogs. And drafted by the Browns.
1: No, I didn't play for the police. Yeah, that already said that. Um, where did he? Where, where is he playing right now? He's Does retired. Play anywhere? He's retired. Oh, he retired. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's funny. I knew those guys in high school. they my uncle was their coach. So mm-hmm. he, he used to send me. Uh, like my uncle used to coach me. Like he didn't coach me. He actually did offer for me to come down there and play for him, when, but I didn't end up doing it. But uh, he used to send me like uh, demo videos of Luke and Josh and and I. So I knew those guys back when they were like fifteen, <laughs> and wow. then they ended up like, going to the NFL. It's pretty crazy. We'll my, my uncle also coached uh, um, uh, Chris Boyd. He's a Texas guy. He's going to probably be a middle round draft pick. My uncle coached him in high school. My uncle coached a lot of really good guys. He he's won like three four state titles in uh, Texas, which obviously is one of the top. High school prep states in the in the nation. Anyway, go back. On. I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. I uh, I don't know about that. Well, I think Florida funny. might. I think Florida might have a couple more division war. I think they yeah, it's, it's pretty close. It's Florida, Florida, California, and uh, Texas are all pretty close.
0: You know why? Because of warmer weather, warmer climate. You able to treat? Yeah, and they, and they
1: love football. Yeah. yeah, and they love football, and they get a lot of talented players, and and they put a lot of time and they put a lot of effort into it. I mean, I think if you're going to say what state is just like the high school mecca of football, I think you'd say Texas.
0: Yeah, I've heard. But Texas I do a lot.
1: agree. Yeah. Flo- Florida and California get a lot of talent, but I think when it just comes to com- camaraderie of the whole c- city coming together to watch the high school games, I think I- it's tough to beat Texas.
0: Let's continue on the Jets Friday night, signed— Friday
1: Night, night, night.
0: Sign linebacker Anthony Barr, uh, defensive back Jackson is heading to the Broncos. Kareem Jackson, which is big news. Um, the ex-Chiefs Morse, Mitch Morse, is headed to the Bills. Uh, Ex-Panthers wide receiver Funches is joining the Colts. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Matthew to join Chiefs for three years. Okay, let's get to the real people, uh, <laughs> the top players. We could. <laughs>
1: Jackson. No, I'm listed. Go ahead.
0: Deshaun Jackson is heading back to the Eagles, back home.
1: he a whole lot for a few years.
0: <laughs> Nick Foles joining the uh, Jags right. for $88 million for four <laughs> years. What do you think about that deal?
1: I think that more than anything, it really shows that the Jags are, are going to draft a quarterback in 2020. <laughs> I mean, I think he'll be there. He'll be the starting quarterback for like a year or two, but uh, I think that's definitely writing on the wall is that they didn't like someone good enough this year so they went and got Nick Foles and they plan on drafting someone next year. That's just what I got from that. That was my personal opinion on it.
0: Yeah, it should be a good pick and I think Blake Bortles will, will be cut because of that move so we'll see where... Oh, for sure, yeah. I don't know where he's going to go but he'll probably be a backup somewhere uh, but yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how the jag. I think Jaguars are, 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 are now in the conversation of, of playoffs. With Foles uh, joining the Jaguars, so we'll see. Do you
1: think so? I, I think they're in the conversation.
0: That. Maybe wild card conversation more, you know, more than anything. Obviously,
1: I think more. I think more than I don't really with Nick Foles. Nick Foles played great in the playoffs and obviously won a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't see him quite on that level as your stadium. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. It's okay. And let's see the other one. We saw James Crowder will be joining the Jets. Wow, the Jets are getting stronger. Definitely quite interesting. What they
1: need to. They suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Landon Collins joins the Redskins. What do you think about that move?
1: Uh, I think Landon Collins, I mean, he's obviously been a very good safety. Uh, he's been, I don't know, a three, four-time Pro Bowler. Um, but I, yeah, I've seen his liability. He's kind of a liability when it comes to pass coverage, and you've seen that a little more in the last couple of years. Um. I don't know. I think the safety position is kind of moving away from that kind of traditional box safety. The guys are really good, good coverage guys are, you know, really athletic and really can really almost like almost a cornerback in the safety position. So, uh, that being said, he's a good player, but I think he's a little, I think he's, little, the safety position is kind of, uh, transitioning or recreating or progressing, whatever word you want to use into more of a, that guy that could really play
0: the coverage. And there you have it. That's our free agency. We're still following the news. Uh, we still don't know where Ryan Tannehill's gonna be—be uh, be back in Miami or be uh, you know, getting traded somewhere. Um, so we'll we'll definitely keep you guys up to date. Go on our Twitter, and we'll definitely be posting on the website as well. Let's switch to college basketball. Ready? Yep. Here's the top 25. First is Gonzaga, Virginia, UNC, Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State, Texas Tech, uh, Tennessee, LSU, Michigan. And let's go Houston for number 11th. How do you see the top 10? Oh,
1: say that again.
0: Gonzaga, Virginia, UNC, Kentucky, Duke, Michigan State, <laughs> Texas Tech, Tennessee, LSU, and Michigan.
1: Um, I I was reading something as I was doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh I, I think definitely right now you're looking at the number one seed being, uh, I think Virginia gets the number one seed even if they lose in the ACC. I think they're pretty locked up because they get the number one seed. They won the West Coast conference for the 100th time. Um, I then think if North Carolina wins the ACC, they're certainly number one seed. I think they're number one seed right now. Uh, Kentucky, if they win the ACC, is a number one seed. If Tennessee can beat Kentucky, I think Tennessee might get the number one seed. I could see them being a the fourth. Michigan State is in the, in the running for number one seed, especially if they won the Big Ten. Uh, I think... I think Michigan might be out. I don't think they're going to get a number one seed. They're probably looking at a second or third seed. Um, Yeah, I mean, as of today, I'd say the number one seeds are Virginia, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Kentucky. But I think it could change if you saw, like, a Duke beat North Carolina and win that ACC or uh, Tennessee beat Kentucky. Other than that, I think it's going to probably be those teams.
0: Let's switch to college football. Spring football. Oregon Ducks set day for 2019 spring football game. It will be held at 2 p.m. April 20th at the Odson Stadium. Last uh, over 27,000 people attended last year's spring game at Oregon. Are you ready for spring football?
1: Oh, started. Yeah, they have already done two practices. Um, it's been uh, exciting to see, you know, the some of the new guys. Come in, like you know, on Thibodeau, a five star. He's already enrolled. Um, Josh Delgado, uh, Drew Mathis. They have a bunch of bunch of guys are early enrolling, and they actually have four more guys enrolling at after the first five practices. They go on spring break, so for their next, they do some kind of weird. Like I think it's like try try not try, tri, tri term or something like three different terms in one semester. So they have three other guys that no four other guys that are coming in after spring break so they'll uh, overall have 10 early enrollees um we didn't really talk about the defensive coordinator hire how um, was that andy avalos they love it i mean everyone's loving it um andy avalos was a four, for four years was the defensive coordinator at boise state he was a boise state alum he was a all-conference player for boise state LB, and he linebacker. ended up being a g yep and he ended up being a ga under chris peterson um, he then, uh, yeah, he then became defensive coordinator. Uh, he's very proficient in defenses. Um, I we played Oregon played against Boise State in the Las Vegas Bowl in 2017, and his defense like wrecked wreaked havoc. He said we really struggled. Um, that was after Willie Taggart left and all that. So I really like Adelose. He's, he's he's well respected. He's known to be a very good recruiter. He's known to be a very likable guy. His players really like playing for him. And uh, he's very creative in his schemes and getting pressure on the quarterback. So, yeah, i really I really like uh, I really like to hire um, and I think I think we're in a good spot. I think we're going to do some good things.
0: Avalos also coached seven years for the Broncos. He said he was quoted, "You've got to get to know how they learn. You got to get to know how guys prepare so you can make the, them comfortable on the field, Avalos said. Then you got to figure out what guys do well on the field, and let's put them in those positions. With the coaches that yep. have been here already, we've obviously relied on them having the knowledge of what guys do best and putting them in positions that they're going to be able to succeed in. Uh, succeed in. How is yep. this? <laughs> what do you think about his approach?
1: Well, like I said, I really like it. He's a very likable guy. He's been very creative with his defensive teams. Um, he loves he loves edge guys and pressure. He like definitely like to to bring pre- pressure in a variety of ways. He's pretty unpredictable with it, and so guys like a guy like a Kayvon Thibodeau is going to really be successful under his defenses. Um, and I, and I think like the strength of Oregon's defense from a talent perspective is I think really those edge guys. They you know Kayvon Thibodeau, DJ Johnson, a former four-star top one hundred guy. Um, Adrian Jackson, a former under armor All-American, Lamar Winston, a two-year starter. Um, I I think they really have some talented edge guys, so I think his his defensive approach and scheme, getting pressure on the quarterback, will really be uh, successful with the talent he has currently on the Oregon Ducks roster.
0: Offensive coordinator Arroyo says a large portion of the offseason has been dedicated to self-scouting and determining which packages and plays were most effective in certain situations. He says, as coaches, sometimes I think we get hung up on things we we really like, no different than any other human. Aurelio said, you like this certain thing, but what do you like it? If it wasn't very good, scrap it, and let's go back and get another rep at this. What do you expect out uh, um, out of this Oregon offense for 2019?
1: Well, Oregon, I mean, there's, there's certain schools are known for certain things, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and what has what Oregon always been known for? It's, it's offense. Yeah. They're known for the high-flying, fast-paced, up-tempo offense. Um so when Oregon's offense is not up to that standard, uh, people kind of start questioning it. You know, they're just like, uh, like, the defense doesn't have as high a standard. Oregon was never really known for great defenses. They were, you, they just weren't. But actually, the talent on the roster, you somewhat argue that they've had more talent in the last couple of years on defense. And even coming into this year, a lot of their top players, I think it's six of their top 100 players on the defensive side of the wall. So I think it was a little bit of a talent uh, deprivation on the offensive side that caused the drop. But I like Royal. he's definitely he has his critics out there amongst the media, amongst the fan bases in Oregon. So we're going to see what he can do. Will it, will it improve? Will it... Will uh, the, having better wide receiver talent, you know, having that experience still wide, having one of the best quarterbacks in college football, will you see an improvement on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, they, they should. Um, I, I think the big the big upgrade had to be at the wide receiver position, and I think they're better there. I think between the recruiting, the transfer of a guy like Jawan Johnson from Penn State. You know, the maturity of even the wide receivers that they have on the roster. I think they'll be better at the wide receiver position and I think that will make the offense overall more successful. Uh, what really hurt them, I think last year was just not great wide receiver play. You had Dylan Mitchell and everyone else was just at below average, to be honest with you. Whether it was catching the ball, whether it was getting open, I just, it was not great play by the wide receiver department. So I think it'll be better this year. And I think that will be a key to the improvement of the
0: offense. NFL draft is coming up April 25th. We still have over a month. And a lot of mock drafts are coming out. You know, people are, you know, I mean, they'll probably be tweaking, you know, from here on till April. Who do you yep. think will be, let's say, top 12? Who do you think will definitely? Well,
1: go through. Go through. Go through. Uh, go. Pull up the draft. will be waiting, bro. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, pull up like the team, and I'll give you who I oh, take okay. as of right now. Yeah, we'll let me. Uh,
0: I'll pull up the teams. I know number one is uh, the Cardinals. Who do you think the Cardinals?
1: Uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray,
0: the Niners. I- I'd be
1: very surprised. I'd be very surprised if it's. I'll, I'll talk a little bit on each one. Um, oh. I'll. I'll be very surprised if Kyler Murray is not the first pick.
0: I'm surprised. I'm still surprised. I'm, even no, I even I predicted
1: I it. I'll be surprised if he's not. Oh, wow. Oh, I think Kyler Murray's for sure going to be the top pick. Yeah, I definitely think. I mean, I'd be surprised if it's not Kyler
0: Murray. 49ers.
1: Uh, Nick Bosa. I think Bosa was a longtime favorite to be the number one pick. Most people thought he was going to be the guy that Arizona Cardinals drafted. And then Kyler Murray came and stole his his, uh, show. Um, but yeah, I think Nick Bosa is the number two. He's a complete guy. He's a good player. Which so, number two will go? We'll go Bosa.
0: Which he was at number one for a while. You know. Yeah,
1: you know, well, that's what I said. I said for the longest time he was the number one guy. He yeah. was the consensus number one pick.
0: New York Jets number three.
1: I believe it'll be Josh Allen. I just think his productivity. He had a solid combine. He wasn't the best testing of all the edge guys, but. I'm just seeing a lot of Josh Allen, so I believe he gets drafted third. Raiders. I like the Clinton Williams.
0: I love like you know, Williams.
1: Combine it's his production. I think I think he'll be the fourth guy.
0: Number fifth spot, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: You know this one? I'm not totally sure. Uh it's kind of you know they have a not a lot of needs. You know what? I, I'll go Juwan, jo- Juwan Johnson, the offensive tackle for Florida. I think he was the guy who showed the best. You mean one ju- of the, at the uh-
0: uh, do You mean Juwan Taylor?
1: Juwan Taylor, my bad. Okay. Juwan Johnson, the wide receiver, is for. <laughs> you for him. Oregon. Uh, <laughs> yep, uh, I, I think Juwan Taylor will be the number. I think he'll be the number one uh, uh, offensive lineman off the board. Maybe Jonah Williams here, but I don't know. He didn't really impress as much as as I like. But yeah, I'll, I'll say Juwan Taylor.
0: Number six, the New York Giants.
1: I think they draft Haskins. Wow. Um, I I don't I don't love Haskins. I really don't. I just I think he was smart to go to the draft this year because I think next year he would fall out of the first round.
0: Yeah, he was well in the second
1: round. Yeah. Because I've been seeing a lot of people grading. I don't think he would grade as high as uh, Tua Valora. I don't think he'd <laughs> grade as high as Justin Herbert. I don't think he'd grade as high as Jake Cron. I think he could fall behind even a guy like KJ Costello or possibly a Jacob Eason. So he made a good decision. I just, I don't love his athleticism as a whole. And, and he's good arm strength, but he's, you know, he's, he's, there's guys with better arms, and he's accurate and he's good. But I, I, I think he was smart to leave this year because I, I think he would have fallen significantly by going next year.
0: The Jacksonville Jaguars at the seventh spot.
1: Um. Who knows? Honestly, uh, obviously they took fulls. Uh You know what? I've seen in a couple mocks. This is complete conjecture. I've seen a couple mocks. T.J. Hawkinson, yeah. uh, the tight end for Iowa. So I'm going to go with him. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's who they go with. So that's what I'm going to say. T.J. Hawkinson. He's a good. He's a good tight end. He's very good all around tight end. Eighth,
0: the Detroit Lions, or they call it the the uh, Detroit Patriots sometimes.
1: I think they could use, uh, you know, once again, they're another team that could use a lot of pieces. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the best player on the board, and I'm going to go Devin White from uh, LSU. Wow.
0: I wonder where you got Monte Sweet uh, going to be at. Anyways, Buffalo Bills at the, at the ninth pick, for the ninth pick.
1: I, I've been hearing that they want to go wide receiver. They don't have a lot of playmakers out there. And I think the number one wide receiver on the board is D.K. Metcalf, so I think that's where they
0: go. 1% body fat.
1: Yeah, (laughs) totally, yeah.
0: The 10th, Denver Broncos.
1: You know, I think they go sweat. Um, Mm -hmm. I know some people are saying, uh, well... Not Drew Luck? I wonder, well, they, they passed on Josh Rosen last year. I was wondering in a trade with the Cardinals. Um, You know what? Yeah, maybe Drew Locke. Because they do kind of like Drew Locke, I have heard. And and, I, and I, Drew Locke, like I said, it was a little more impressive than, than you know, maybe I thought he was going to be as an athlete. And Definitely has a great arm talent. And He had a good end of the season. He was pretty good his junior year. Yeah, I'll go Drew Locke. I'll go Drew Locke It's that.
0: Number 11th. The Cincinnati Bengals.
1: No, I'll say they take Sweat. Okay. I, I think he's a, I think a, he's the best testing guy at the edge rushing position. Um, they, they they need they need pieces all over, but I, I say they take Sweat at eleven.
0: And finally, the Green Bay Packers.
1: I think they take Brian Byrne wow. from Florida State. If Sweat is there. If for some reason Cincinnati, you know, goes Jonah Williams, they say they say draft Jonah Williams. I think the Packers probably take Sweat over Birds, but if they take Sweat, then I think they hate Birds.
0: Well, there you have it. That's Tyler's preliminary top twelve picks. He may tweak it by April twenty fifth, right? I might. I might. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Last night, star MMA fighter McGregor was arrested in Miami Beach, accused of smashing phones, uh, smashing a person's phone. Um, mixed martial arts star fighter Conor McGregor was arrested Monday evening after police said he smashed a fan's phone outside the Fountain Blue Miami Beach Hotel. McGregor, 30, was charged with felony strong-arm robbery and criminal mischief, according to Miami Beach police. Do you think his, um, his fandom is going to die after this?
1: I mean, I just think the guy, yeah, he's, he's out of control. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's just, you know, he had the incident in New York. You know, he also, things got out of hand in his last fight. It's just, he, he, he's gone too far. There's one thing about, like, you know, making a show and making people, everyone see it, and, you know, the the whole hoopla with, like, the Floyd Mayweather fight and everyone watching it and, and th- that's one thing. Another thing is kind of just acting like an out of control person on a, like a regular basis. And I think that's kind of what he's been doing recently. And this is another arrest. Uh, and then he's now, now it's fans. So now, now before it was, I think an opponent that he went after. Now it's actually fans. Wow. I mean, do that. Like you're, 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 you make money because of fans, you idiot. <laughs> so, and, I mean, no, when athletes start doing this, when athletes start acting like dinks to fans, I'm like the only reason why you are in the position you're in is because people watch your crap. Once you forget that, forget you. You forgot you're an entertainer. So the once they they start like attacking fans, I just I just it's just not smart. Like yeah, there's just common pragmatic things that you just would think. The audience is not, not, not thinking and being reality. So they, the, pe- the people would realize, like, you do not alienate who actually makes you money. And that whether it be actors, whether it be athletes, they don't seem to get it anymore. You know, you have all these professional basketball players coming out on these social justice dances that are alienating against people. You have uh d- ding-dong Captain Marvel lady, Brie Larson, talking about how you shouldn't have old white men be the ones um, being the critics. shouldn't be all old white men. I mean, you're alienating your audience. It's stupid. Yeah. You gotta and be it like Michael Jordan.
0: Like, look, conservatives yeah, buy my just, shoes. I, I mean, I don't want to mock anyone.
1: Well, or like Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger Woods, is, you know, he, he did the indiscretions off the field that I've uh, heard him. But what I've always liked about Tiger Woods is the fact that he has refused to get political. They've tried a couple of times, but he refuses to get political. Because he realizes at the end of the day, it's going to be, you're more than likely, people, someone's not going to like it. Yeah. I, I think him. LeBron James has hurt his image by doing it. I, agree. I think LeBron James has hurt his image. I, I know. I, I, I can say it. I know people that don't like LeBron anymore because he's come across as a social justice, definitely a proponent to one side of the, of the political spectrum. And people, some people don't like him because of it. And, uh, and I think every athlete that does it, they're, they're taking that risk. And at the end of the day, they're like, well, we're standing up for something. But that's not necessary. your position. If you, are you knowledgeable enough to stand for something? Do you know enough about a particular, like, for instance, ideology or a particular platform to take a stand and have substance to your beliefs? And I would say a lot of athletes don't. A lot of entertainers don't. They're not qualified, and then because and I'm not just saying because you're an athlete. Maybe you didn't have went to college long enough, or an or an actor maybe didn't go to college. I'm not saying that's the reason, but when you hear them say, "Well, the reason I think this is because this," you can tell they're riding off on a biased opinion for a propaganda to one side of what, what of the equation, and they really do not know what they're talking about. Like, if you were to grill them to the substance of their argument, the premise of their argument, and for them to to really drive in the evidence to defend that premise, most of them couldn't do it. And that is wherein I have the problem. Because I think, like, a guy like a Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan has realized I'm going to alienate people. I also don't maybe know enough about it, so therefore maybe it's wise for me to say nothing at all. Yeah. Whereas you have guys like LeBron James, and I've heard him talk. He's not very knowledgeable. He doesn't really know what he's talking about, and it comes across as really a very biased opinion pushing uh, premise. And that even is less makes it more distasteful when they get it because it's like be quiet, and actors do it incessantly. Incessantly, they just push this like very. It's always left. It's almost always left wing. It's ninety nine percent of the time left wing, and they don't know what they're talking about. And they become oh, it's like oh, oh, ah, 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 oh, my god, it's not talking. It's like oh my goodness, what are you talking about? Like they're just like prattling <laughs> away about the injustice is done to women. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, the Oscars, I saw it this year. They're just, like, these irrational, like, women are more than just period. No, I'm dead serious. I saw that during one speech. Women are more than, like, what are you talking about? Like, what is the motivation? What is the premise of your argument? Like, what is, what is the purpose of doing this on a, uh, at an Oscar award? Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And, and, and I think a good dialogue is definitely... The key to finding knowledge, good dialogue is the key to find, the pursuit of good dialogue is the key to finding answers to tough questions. And I think it should be done by the right people in the right situation. But like actors and athletes just propagate, propagating it on social media or awkwardly at award shows and it's, it's, it's distasteful and it's really, it comes across as is oh i don't know i don't like it and i i know a lot of people that
0: know not <laughs> mcgregor was arrested on charges of felony strong arm robbery and criminal mischief he had an incident last year after ufc 223 in new york city uh where he was charged with assault attempted assault and criminal mischief after he and others allegedly attacked the bus carrying ufc fighters at the barclays center in brooklyn so We'll see what happens with McGregor if he, you know. We'll see what the UFC does. They suspended him five months after that New York incident. We'll see if they do the same or more. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Breaking news: Packers are going offense in the next um, in free agency. They have agreed to Denver's offensive line, Billy Turner, according to an NFL source.
1: Okay, Jay. Again, sorry, guys. Uh,
0: okay, uh, Packers have signed uh, Billy Turner. He's from the Denver Broncos. Was from the Denver Broncos. He's an offensive line. So.
1: Oh, they, they, so they just signed another guy? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> They're going 100%. offense
0: this, yeah. this reagency. No, you,
1: did you say? Did you, did you say no? You said defensive line, right? No, offensive
0: line. Oh well.
1: Well, that's the that's the first offensive guy they signed. All the others have been defense.
0: Oh my bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Edged
1: guys and a safety.
0: Yeah, so the, so the Packers are definitely packing it in.
1: Yeah, they, they, they needed another offensive guy. They definitely needed another offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. So I wonder it – just, it just makes me – I'm curious because, you know, two edge guys, an offensive lineman, and a safety, it makes me think that they're going to go hard with the maybe tight end and wide receiver position in the draft. Because they haven't signed any wide receivers or tight ends, and they need them. They need wide receivers. They're not as – I would say – what a big weakness on their team right now. And Aaron Rodgers, you have the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He needs weapons. It's been problematic. He hasn't had guys really that other than Devontae Adams last year who really was consistent in getting open and making plays. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm just like looking at this picture, and they haven't signed any weapons. So I'm thinking maybe end of the first round. I I don't know if there's a guy good enough at number 12, to justify other than dk metcalf and i think metcalf's going to be off the board it sounds like the bills are going to draft him by mm-hmm. uh, pretty much every mock draft and everything i read it sounds like they're going to go wide receiver dk metcalf the highest wide receiver on the board and i don't know if there's another wide receiver that that is really worth the 12th pick but there's tons of wide receivers that are worth the 30th and 42nd 44th pick so i'm, I'm wondering if the uh, Packers go back to back at wide receiver. Maybe Hakeem Butler and Marquise Brown, or or Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin. You know, so I, or AJ Brown. You know, one of those in those in those thirty to forty fourth picks. So it's interesting. I'm just seeing who they're signing free agency and kind of concluding from that.
0: Tim Tebow resigns. No, the Mets have have resigned Tim Tebow to a minor league camp. Tim Tebow was among Met players optioned to minor league camp by the New York Mets on Tuesday. Tebow will likely begin the season at Triple A Syracuse. He went four for fifteen and had an RBI for the Mets in Grapefruit League action. Cool. There you have it. Anything else before we get into game predictions? Nope. Let's start today at noon, Wake Forest at
1: Miami. What to do, I don't know. Who's better? (laughs) I hope Miami. Okay, go Miami then.
0: Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Notre Dame. Okay. And last one, St. Mary Gales at Gonzaga Bulldogs.
1: No, that's not a game prediction. Gonzaga won over Pepperdine to win the conference title last night.
0: Well, that's tonight. Anyways. Another news Oh so they
1: are they yeah. pa- oh, they playing Saint Mary's tonight?
0: Yeah. Nine PM.
1: Oh I thought they oh I thought they won it last night over Pepperdine. I thought that was the title. No. Well why didn't you try to avoid it, dude? You should have corrupted me. I I have no idea Man, what's going on in college was- basketball. <laughs> That was so. That was so. <laughs> what a passive aggressive individual you can be! I like. I was wrong. I thought they won it with Pepperdine. I know they destroyed Pepperdine last night. I thought they won the West Coast Conference. You're just like, you know, you're like whispering under your breath. You can tell me that I'm wrong in the place. Wrong.
0: Another news. I was
1: wrong. No, no, we're not done. I have to answer the question now. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I think Adaga is going to beat St. Mary's. I thought they won. So, who did St. Mary's
0: beat last night? Let's see who they beat last night. St. Mary's, Gales. Gales, let's see. Let's move it up.
1: Was it San Diego? Was it BYU?
0: Um, I'm looking at their stats. Schedule to schedule. It's
1: San... Yeah,
0: I think it's San Diego or BYU. They, what's today? No, March 12th. March 11th, they beat San Diego 69-62.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so they, they, man, they married the Gonzaga. I don't know how many times they have met for the conference title. It's been, oh my goodness. It's been a lot. I, I'd have to go back and look, but over the past decade, they've probably met for the title like eight or nine times. With the Gonzaga winning most, I think St. Mary's won one. Um, and I know St. Mary's won the regular season title once or too. So, but yeah, interesting They play again. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, I think Gazzaga is de- definitely better this year.
0: And random question of the day: Do you like your passport picture?
1: It's fine.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ty Turner, how can people reach you online to talk to you about uh, the Green Bay Packers?
1: At do a, at Turnercast.
0: At Turnercast, that's his sports only Twitter. He breaks the stories. He writes most of the articles on, on, on the SportsCast.net. And uh, follow us on, on the Sportscast on our Twitter, uh, The Sportscast One, and on our, on our Instagram, The Sportscast One, and also on Facebook. Like us on Facebook, The Sportscast. Everything's there. Ty Turner, it was great having you today on this NFL free agency week. All right. Sounds good. Have a good day.
1: Bye.